Alright, alright. Alright everyone, I want to welcome you to another episode of uh, our podcast on leadership or whatever else we want to talk about. Yes. Parenting, because we do a little bit of that. No, we say that we this podcast for us, if we're going to do it together, it's going to be about the things that we talk about when it's just you and me. So these are just some of the topics. Sometimes it is parenting, sometimes mm. it is leadership, So the big ministry. carrot, the big carrot in the subject line so that everyone knows as they're diving into this Haters podcast. Haters gonna hate. Yeah. Oh, no. Maybe that's it. Well, <laughs> not, naysayers. Scoffers is the Bible word that yes. we're using. Like, what is, do you have scoffers, oh, people wait, wait. who? Scoffers. That's not a word you just it's not, use. It's not. That's so, not. Wait, off the top of your head, if you were to define the word scoffer, what would you say? What's your, not, don't look at your paper, your cheater I, paper. What's your, what's your definition of a scoffer? I think it's someone in the back of the room that goes, ha Have <laughs> you ever had anybody? ha <laughs> Oh, yeah. Kids are the best. You know, Maybe high but, schoolers. No, 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 no. I've had adults. scoff from the backseat. I've had adults sigh. You know, yeah. the email that comes later. The coalition of people that form against you. I mean. Okay, so for me, a scoffer, a scoffer. is some, somebody that, like, comes in the room like won't make eye contact with you and they're upset and you know they're upset with you but they have like contempt for you and you know it i don't know how you know but you just know in your knower that they they literally yeah. don't want you to walk hear. in the room you're like i'm pretty sure those and people over never, there hate me you were never talking the day like we still have to stand up on stage and speak knowing that there's people in the room who don't want to hear a word we have to say and so i think this podcast goes out to anyone who's trying to because i love it when it's scalable because yeah. to me it's it's Great. Like anything you're doing to make something excellent in the name of Jesus from, you know, I'm going to make my grill team at McDonald's the best it can be, which I've been on a grill team at McDonald's. So right. I, I use that. I, that matters. If everyone knows you're a Christian, you got to run a good grill or, you know, it, the stakes go up your family or your job or your own business or whatever it is. If you're going to try to make it improve or get better, do it. Here's what you're going to have. Scoffers. If you change anything. Yeah, if you change anything. You're going to have people that are mad that you're trying. You're going to have people that like the old guy or want to be the person or right. people that don't care. You're just going to have right. people like, oh, I don't even care about this. I'm just here because of so-and-so. And they're taking up space and then they throw something out. And, you know, if you're leading anything, you're going to have issues. I think to the ministry, though, if you're, if you're leading in ministry, to the heart of this for me I think it's hard when you're challenged with scoffers in the midst of having to lead a church. I think it's hard to lead that anywhere. I think that's anything. But when you're trying to do ministry and loving each other is like what we're supposed to be doing and having kindness for one another and grace for one another. And you feel like sometimes that's not returned if you're giving it or maybe you're not giving it and you should be scoffed. I don't know. But I think that ministry's seasons of scoffing are hard they're so hard, and I think it's hard to get past that. And like I said, having to get up and still lead through that, it'd be a lot easier to shrink away and not do any of it. Mm-hmm. So, and, and so, you know, it makes me think. I, I've told you this before. I watched a movie about the Eiffel Tower, and Mr. Eiffel, of course, he's going to build this the Eiffel Tower. I love anybody, that example, too. Has anybody ever thought about, like, when it was just the little stumps at the base of the ground, the foundation? How dumb it looked. How <laughs> dumb, and, like, people are going... Uh, but even but he got tomatoes like people were standing outside according to the movie I've not read a book or anything I've watched a movie about it but, like people were like throwing words but they were throwing literal food at him in hatred for what he was doing to their town well I imagine he was taking probably tax based dollars he was taking up land that could be used for something else mm-hmm. or you know there, there's all kinds of real things I love that movie because if you look at the 
Eiffel Tower and think of Paris today, how can you think of Paris without that landmark? Right. But honestly, can you imagine selling the well, dream? You, but when you see the Eiffel Tower, you're never thinking about, and for me, it's not something you probably have because you're such a builder mindset, but you're not ever thinking about what happened to the ground level, right? Well, how did it get to that? I'm thinking about having to pitch it. Right. It's like, what's you're it going to do? What's Johnny, it gonna do? Johnny's like, what's the fundraising that goes into that? Like, it can't be used for war, really. You know, right. it's... It's it, how much money is it gonna make? And like, what? It's and rust why? brown. That's why? the color. Yeah. Why? Why build the Eiffel Tower? I think. Yeah. It's a needle to the sky. I don't even. But I love that because one famous missionary to China, uh, a man by the name of Taylor, did a lot of work in China for the gospel. He said, um, first something is impossible, then it is hard, then it is done." Ooh. And that's what you're doing. And if you're gonna be in that. At all, I think ten-year-old girls at school have scoffers. Yes, we all sure. know what it is to have haters in well, our life. If you're the if you're the captain of any team, if you're the, especially I think the scoffing really like if you've been chosen for a position or a part. I remember being in theater and someone getting chosen for the main. You know, though that is then everyone's like, I can't believe it. Yeah, why did oh, you pick? Oh my her goodness, what did you do to get that role? Scoffers. What did you do to get that role? It's like. Yeah. Scoffing is just a part of our lives. Right. And so how are you dealing with scoffers? I want to take you to, I think, the starting place for all of us in the Bible. Romans is the greatest law book ever written by Paul. He's dealing with our the law that God gave, how we are going to maneuver. Like, what are we going to do about the law that we've broken? And Paul writes uh, a verse that's kind of a big family verse for us for a lot of reasons. Romans chapter 13, verse 1. Let everyone be subject to the governing authorities. For there is no authority except that which God has established. The authorities that exist have been established by God. So, this so is to groundbreaking. Person, so to the person who's watching right now, and let's say you don't like your boss, or your teacher at school, or your professor. For good right? reason. For good reason. They probably have earned it. This, According to this verse... God put this them there. verse is saying God put them there, so you've got to... Versus, what are you, you going to do with it? What are you going to do? So, okay, you don't know this, but a few weeks ago, probably about a month and a half ago, our youngest son struggles in school. He struggles. He's brilliant, so he does well in classes except for math, and he does not get along with his math teacher. And he has been at odds with her pretty much since the beginning of the school year, and he has found a way to just... Shown content and bitterness is sown in. So he and I were talking about this. We're talking about how how do you respond when you don't like your teacher? How do you respond when you think she's not a great teacher, or you don't like the way she teaches, or you don't feel like she's giving you enough information? Whatever the reasons, it doesn't matter. And then I took him to Romans thirteen, and I made him write Romans thirteen one through twelve, and give that to his teacher to let him know that at home he's learning that we're going to respect authority, even if. We don't like them. And that, honestly, we live in a world right now that that is not the case. We, we really don't. Like, mutiny is at hand. People can... people can Cancel. Cancel you. Overthrow. And I, there, there's a lot... We always have to take all of God's word. So, you know, so were you against America's revolution? You, gotta, there's, you have to take God's word, right? And he gives government the right to bear arms. There's lots of things in God's word we got to bring up. But this verse has to be in your repertoire. When you're coming home and you're talking to a family member, you're talking to a friend your about what you're going to do, <laughs> if this verse isn't in yeah. the conversation, you're having an off conversation. Right. Because someone in the room should be like, if they're an authority, God put them there. Okay, what are we going to do with that? Or we're all going to leave because we don't like what's doing and God can deal with them, but we don't have to be a part of it. Great. Or, hey, I'm sorry, I'm going to stay. Why? They're, they're not the right person, but God might change them or God told me to stay and support them anyways. Great. 
Billy's gonna stay for that reason. You're gonna have to figure out what you're gonna do with that that situation. And I, a lot of people have this conversation about scoffers, and they refuse to acknowledge that everyone in any position of authority has been given by God. God's put them there for a time, and it's His business. And who are we to question God? Well, He shouldn't put them there. Um, last time Job questioned God, God said, "Where were you when I established the foundations of the earth?" Well, and if you if you come up against some authority that's in your life and you totally disagree with them, you're gonna have we're gonna have that. I mean, there have mm -hmm. been seasons of our lives, Johnny, where I wish I could go back and tell myself some things. When not I was to be younger, a scoffer. To not be a scoffer, because we've been in seasons where we were under the authority of someone. We didn't agree with their tactics at all. We thought that the approach to something was not right. And we had to make some decisions on how we were going to deal with it. I'm not saying we dealt with it right. I've had to go back and repent to some of those people and to ask for forgiveness because I didn't deal with the authority that was given to me. And whether I thought they should have been chosen for that or not, doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. They were the one that God put into place in that time. But, you know, I think we have to resign to the fact in, in this world, one of the trials that we will have is that we will come up against teachers, leaders, bosses, co-workers that um we have to figure out how we're going to respond to the things we don't agree with they're scoffing being scoffed at yeah. it's a major issue matter of fact peter says in in his writing second peter 3 verse 3 he says above all you must understand that in the last days scoffers are going to come and scoffers scoff when they come they come scoffing and they follow their own evil desires how do you know when someone's scoffing is it attached to evil desires probably scoffing but you're going to deal I don't with see how scoffers. scoffing can't be attached yeah. to evil desires. You have malice in your yeah. heart. Not necessarily, you may not be acting on it, but you have contempt. And this doesn't mean every time someone wants to question something, they're scoffing. No, no, no. This doesn't mean every time no, no, someone no. wants a meeting, they're scoffing. You've Questioning gotta, is not scoffing. We still have to lead transparent organizations. We've got to be humble to meet with anyone at any time. But scoffers are when you've chosen to stay and you sit out there and you roll your eyes and you mock and you talk about and you slander scoffing comes yeah. in the forms and those variations so let me put another verse in our kind of scoffer repertoire okay. if you're gonna battle scoffing wait 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 pause wait wait before you jump to that one the last days you didn't even go there because these are the lastest days you said in the last days scoffers will come and i think it's really important to know that these are the lastest days so far it feels pretty last. It does. And so is there more scoffing in this cancel? Maybe these are the last days. That means be careful about how you, you deal with scoffing. Well, yeah, you can't be careful with other scoffers. You have to be careful with how you deal exactly. with your response. So from Proverbs, Proverbs has a lot to say about this mm -hmm. issue. We quote a lot of verses. Though. Here's a very special one. Proverbs 9, chapter 7 says, He who corrects a scoffer gets dishonor for himself. And he who reproves... A wicked man gets insults for himself. Now, I always say this. Read the whole word of God and use the whole word of God to make decisions. And there's sometimes when you need to fight for yourself or you need to fight for other people. Jennifer always says when you're fighting for other people, if you're a shepherd, Jesus is the shepherd. We're under right. shepherds. Right. And there's a time where as a shepherd, you have a staff and it's to kick wolves out. Yes. And you're a fight. That's normally when it's for someone else. Exodus 14, 14 says, stay silent. I will fight for you. Yes. So, which is true. Pray to the Spirit of God. You say this a lot. The other verse that you use, and I don't know if it's a different one or is it just a different version, but it talks about if you give a fool a fool's answer. Wait, if you give a fool an answer, you get a fool's answer? Back. Yeah. Back. And so you say that to the boys a lot. You always say, you know, when we know that, you know. I'm going to go tell him yeah. off. 
Well, you know what's going to happen? You're going to get a fool's answer. <laughs> you're, it's not going to be satisfying. Right, right. If you go and tell a fool, you know how you're dumb? They're going to say a bunch of dumb stuff and waste your time. So and you're going to look dumb. This verse for me, okay, really brings to the, to my mind, and I think on social media, this is where, I think this is one of the verses, if you're an influencer, if you are, uh, if someone has made a Facebook page against you, that's happened to us before, um, or someone's written something personal about you on Twitter, that's also happened to us before. One of the things that we have decided in our leadership, and I hope we'll stick with this, and that we don't sway, um, is that if someone says something about us, our name is posted, it's written out there, <coughs> Google review is ugly, whatever that is, and it's personal about us, we have made a decision to not respond to that. So when you, when you give a fool a fool's answer, you're going to get that answer in return. So if you lower yourself and put your energy to that, I think one of the things that you have to decide as leaders, what are you going to put your energy to? If you put your energy into answering that whatever they wrote, because honestly, the person that wrote the ugly has already them. revealed them, and if you go and try to defend yourself, you're just going to make yourself... It says more about them than you. So my, our thoughts are, you know, just work on your own character and integrity yeah. and let that play out. I would temper that with, there are times where you've got to give an account for an accusation, but your life and your conduct should also do that. Just don't do it on social media. This verse, however, <laughs> he who corrects a scoffer, I think a lot of us, maybe we see the, this is a clickbait title. You know, how do you handle haters? How do you handle scoffers? I've got, you know, all of us if we're doing something. I don't think handling scoffers is a clickbait title. Maybe. Well, to maybe me, it's the same haters. subject. I've got people and I'm trying to lead something. They're against me. And what do I do to get rid of them? Yeah. Well, this verse is telling me that's going to be dangerous for you. Because if you put a lot of energy into that, what the Word of God says is you're going to bring dishonor to yourself. Mm -hmm. And it would be better for you to put your energy someplace else. Okay, so here's my question. So you can't necessarily. So how do you handle it? So what are some of your what are your like what are your go-to tips on how do you handle the seasons of scoffing and 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 what I yeah just how are you handling? I've got three things I want to throw at us, but I want to put it all in. I want to just give you the person of Jesus to think about. Mm -hmm. The person of Jesus. When we talk about scoffers it's it's always a, a, a smaller group of folks mm -hmm. okay it feels like a lot though it, they're loud but the enemy of satan is always loud but you know it's it's rarely as powerful because god says greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world okay so just because something's loud doesn't mean it's powerful right but we put a lot of energy towards it. and when i think about jesus maybe you click on this because you're like oh i've got naysayers i've got haters i've got people and i want to silence them i want to get rid of them I want to tell them how it's going to be. I want some information on how I can win and get them. Well, I just go to Jesus, the greatest leader who ever lived, the greatest servant who ever lived. And I'm going to tell you something about Jesus. He had scoffers. What did he ever? As a matter of fact, he had them when he was healing people. There's times when Jesus talked to them. Yeah. There's times when he said nothing to them. And you're going to have to pray to the Spirit of God and let you know when you need to do both of those. But I'm not greater than my master. And my master had haters in the crowd. He had haters in the crowd in his hometown. He couldn't even do miracles there. He had to leave. He's like, there's not enough faith in this town to do a miracle. Mm -hmm. He had haters among his own people, the Jews, and the leaders of the Jews to the point where they killed him. And while Jesus is dying on the cross, the most triumphant moment in humanity's history, the son of the living God, his greatest moment. You know, you win the Oscar. Think about your greatest defining moment. The cross of Christ is the greatest defining moment. And in that moment, Jesus had, hey, if you're so great, why don't you come down <laughs> yeah. off the cross? 
He right. literally had a peanut gallery right. on the cross. Right. So here we're trying to lead things, and we want to get rid of scoffers. Our master didn't. Right. I think the great reveal here is we need to learn to manage ourselves and our response to scoffers more than we try to get rid of scoffers. Exactly. Well, I, I would say this. Here's something you can do with scoffers. If you are not the scoffer and you're a part of a group of people, of friends, you're sitting around commiserating together and that has become the way you guys hang out. So, you know, Johnny, one of the things you can do in a scoffing situation, let's say... You're, it's not necessarily the scoffers coming at you. It's that you have found yourself in a table sitting at scoff with scoffers and you hear a lot of, you're commiserating with people, you're sitting around and, and you, it's on your team, it's, it's at work, it's your friends from church, whatever, and you find yourself scoffing about the things that are happening in and around you. There's a scripture that I love in Psalm 1. It says, Better is a man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, stands in the way of sinner, nor sits at the seat of scoffers. It's better to not sit there. It actually goes on to say his delight is in the law of the Lord. So I would I would challenge you. If you found yourself in a place where your friends are gossiping and slandering what's happening, or even it's just kind of snide remarks about people, it, only it happens. And I, I tell you, I, I, fall, I fall into this. I'm not saying I'm perfect at this. And, I ha you know, the older I get, the less I want of that. The older I get, the more I've been hurt by that. The, more, the older I get, the, the less that fuels or gives me any sort of a dopamine release from hearing what's tragically happening happening in other people's life it hurts me more and so i would just say if you are at a table of scoffers get out run maybe this is the only time that i would say you have time to rebuke is in that moment and find yourself running away because i always say i wonder what's happening if you're sitting at a table and there's scoffing happening about someone or something i always wonder what's happening in the spiritual realm around that table you know if you were to peel back and see what demonic presence the is. enemy is trying to take ground in that yeah. moment Right. But the enemy wants to take ground in this moment in the church specifically, Johnny. I mean, mm. offense is going to kill these churches. If you if you are easily offended, I think being offended is now the thing that leads to scoffing, which leads to division, which leads to churches not being able to grow and to um, go anywhere because there's division constantly. And so, I just so think you we have to, we have to approach that. You know, when you're in those circles, you know, Paul writes to Timothy. Yes. Paul says, the first time, warn a brother. The second time, warn him again. The third time, have nothing to do with If that. you have an issue, go. Have go to them. Don't sit around and talk about it. Go to the person. So three things as we close on. If, if the big reveal is, you're not going to get rid of scoffers because Jesus didn't. Well, here's three things that are going to help your heart maybe have a little bit more peace. If that upset you and you're like, oh, I wanted some tools. Here's tool number one of three. Rest in. Find rest in your interim position. See, here's the good news about leadership. Right. When you recognize that it's an interim position, you calm down a little bit. We're all replaceable. You get less possessive. Your pride goes down because you're not finding your identity. Mm -hmm. Ashley Woodridge, uh, senior pastor at Christ Church of the Valley, we're at an event with him a few years ago, and he said one of the greatest potential threats or weaknesses to a leader is insecurity. Mm -hmm. Because if you're insecure you're going to lose your mind with scoffers. Mm -hmm. They're going to take all your time. It doesn't matter how great something's going. You can't celebrate it. You will destroy whatever you're trying to build if you're an insecure leader. And the best weapon to getting rid of insecurity is rest in your interimness. Mm -hmm. You're an interim. I'm not going to be the senior pastor of Generations no, Christian Church it. forever. No. Greg Johnson did a good job before me. There'll be someone coming after me. We want to be for them. And God will call us to something new. Maybe even just glory, right? Right. So, 
when we rest in that, my identity then, I'm fighting my identity being here. So I'm fighting my security being here. So I'm fighting my insecurity, right? And that's allowing me to not take scoffers so seriously to where they're destroying my day because someone said, is that the right shade of blue? And I lose my mind. It's like, <laughs> you know what? They're going to paint it 20 times. Right, right, right. Right? It's interim. It is, it is short. This two shot, and I think this is not biblical, but I think this is something that just hits, like even the scoffing, it's it's a passing moment. It will happen. You'll go through a season and then you'll move on yeah, to a new so, one. There'll be a new yeah, one waiting on the other side. If you got rid of these scoffers, new ones will right, pop right. up. And I think the interim part of it is mm-hmm. your interim, but also the season that you might be in if there's something happening in your church right now, whether it's divisiveness or things like that. I've, I've, we've been in some really hard times like that, and I felt like we were never going to get out of it. And but I would we did. say we got out of it. Doesn't mean there's not a new thing waiting on the other side, but um, but he uses the last one to prepare right, this, for this. This will next. pass, and I do. I think it is a building. It's building character. So find rest in its interim. Yep. Then find conviction mm. in the fact that it's interim. Like some of us, the scoffers are getting you down, and you're depressed, and <laughs> they're they're doing a number on you. When you find conviction in the interim, because you're only going to do this for a while, and God puts you there. That Romans thirteen one, I get conviction in that. Like, wait a minute, God's not removed me, so he wants me here. So help me, Lord, equip me. And you're you're gonna you're gonna get a little bit of like conviction yeah. in that because some of you need encouraged, like he's still letting you do this. And so until he says no, do it. Well, conviction, do it. I think the conviction too, when you have these scoffing moments or you feel oppressed by it around you, um, that's a great opportunity to ask God to show you some things about yourself. Like Psalm 139 says, Show me my ways. And leaving in the way of your everlasting, like there might be some things that you need to see about yourself in that time. For sure. You can work on that. You can't work on the scoffers. You can work on yourself. So find rest in the interim. Yep. Find conviction yep. to go and get it because it's only interim. And then do this. Find humility through the example of Jesus. Rest, conviction, humility. So if you're going to get conviction, that means you're going to make decisions people don't like. Yes. You're going to maybe tell someone no. People don't like that. You're going to tell... Yourself, no. You're going to tell family and members And you might no. get some things wrong. You're going to give yourself the oh, grace to do that. Oh, you're going to get some things wrong. We well, have gotten some things wrong. But, but the it, humility in this yes. is you can say no. You can fire someone. Yeah. You can make a difficult decision. And then in the midst of doing it, say, if I'm wrong, God bless them. God bless this. God forget. I'm doing the best I can here. Jesus was so gentle and lowly. Mm-hmm. And if you find rest conviction and humility the scoffers and all the power they have over you will diminish you're not going to get rid of them but you can't take their power away well the power that it has over your life exactly right, right. how much energy you give it is how much power it has over you but they'll lose power too yeah when, when they stop controlling you they'll lose power i agree so there's freedom in all this and mm-hmm. it's all based in the word of god and we wanted to give you some weapons my biggest and I think with. for me, coming out of this, as I'm walking through this with you, I think the biggest thing is, again, you can't deal with all the scoffers. You can't get rid of them all. Just don't become one. Can I just add, you know, just let's, let's be let's be in the seasons of the endest times, of the lastest times. Don't join the scoffers. Don't do it. Don't do it. Because they're associated with evildoers. The association with scoffers is not people who establish God's kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. You can disagree with someone and still love them. Yeah. We're establishing the kingdom of heaven now on earth, just like it is in heaven. That's our 
mission given by Jesus. One of my favorite things that you do, and I know we need to wrap this up, but here's my last thought. One of the things that you do when people have come to you and said, you know, we're not happy with things here. We always appreciate those conversations. It's not yeah. easy. Some people have come and said, you know, we are going to leave the church because blah, blah, blah. What Fill in the blank. And you always say, you know what? Thank you for telling me. And I, you know, just, we pray that you just find a church that blesses mm-hmm. you. And you've always let people go um, in, a, to in a way that you're like, I understand that I'm not the only one. Mm-hmm. We're not the only church in town. We There's one right up the street. And we mm-hmm. we often say, well, go try that. And I, you've led that way. It's You've never led. When people leave, you don't scoff. You do not scoff. You do not scoff when people leave. You just kind of love them out. I love that. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. Yeah. Well, this is how we're talking about this issue because it's a real issue in leadership. And I hope it's a blessing. And, you know. If you love it, leave a comment. And if you hate it, leave a comment too. No, we're going to delete those. <laughs> I don't think we will probably answer. <laughs> I don't think we did. <laughs> we got scoffers like Jesus. God bless. All right.